welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies My and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Good to be back. Good to be back. This is, uh, this is the middle of June as we're recording sure this is. is i mean winter's over yeah it's it gets to be in the upper 80s here it was even in the upper 80s in connecticut yeah yeah we're yeah, yeah. So, and uh things i'm are... starting to wear short sleeves can you see that i'm ripped oh sure can <laughs> got your summer body going i see jerry yeah yeah, yeah. Well, this is pretty pathetic I don't, hey. I don't, I can't even make the muscle go. There's no muscle. <laughs> I can't make it go up. Post-production, yeah. we'll take this. care of that, right, yeah. Case? <laughs> I used to put napkins rolled up in my shirt. So we'll get the special, we'll get the special effects guy on that for sure. We'll... Okay. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Uh, yes. There's so much talked about Senator mm. Joe Manchin from West Virginia. He is a Democrat, and yet yep. he's a pretty conservative Democrat. Yeah. And Joe Biden and the progressive, let's just put it this way, progressive Democrats sometimes feel he's a pain in their asses because of his uh, conservative streak. Not, not 100%, but he yeah. leans more that way. What are your thoughts on him? If only a proctologist could fix the problem, but uh, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. He, well, you remember we met him in the lobby in New York when, yeah, uh, yeah when we were there for one weekend. Anyway, uh, well, in the U.S. Senate, here's what I think. In, in the U.S. Senate, bills that are purely about policy, that don't involve federal funding, well, to pass these bills, a 60-vote majority is needed, 60 out of the 100 senators. That's because, according to the rules, you can't vote on any bill before 60 senators vote to end debate. That is how Southern senators, though a minority, block any civil rights legislation from being passed. They simply kept on debating, refusing to end the debate until the legislation was withdrawn. That's how history went down. This tactic is what we call the filibuster. It gave us over a century of the Jim Crow laws, harsh and sometimes brutal discrimination against blacks in every Southern state. And the Senate was powerless to override this institutional bigotry because getting 60 votes is usually an impossible hurdle in a divided Congress. So the bigotry lived on and the problem continues today. It is why a Senate, that is practically evenly divided between Democrat and Republicans, seemingly gets nothing done. Indeed, the party in the minority, even if they only have 41 senators, can block anything the president and the majority want to do. It's impossible to get 60 votes on anything that seems to benefit one party over the other. So this, and let's be honest, the For the People Act, the act which would override all these state Republican bills around the country that are designed to suppress voting in minority communities, this for the People Act, which would override these Republican bills, 
This act would clearly benefit Democrats, which is why Republicans so vociferously oppose it. Simply put, if most people vote, including people of color, Democrats win because most Americans support Democrat issues, be it cultural or economic. True, the rich, the corporations, and the people who are uncomfortable with an America that isn't overwhelmingly white, they inevitably feel more at home in the Republican Party. But that isn't most Americans. So the battle lines here are clear in election after election. People vote, Democrats win. People don't vote, Republicans do. So knowing that, the Republicans will always oppose this bill. And the Democrats need 60 votes under current rules to get it passed. And they don't have near 60 votes. So then you ask, how can it ever be passed? Well, here's how. You change the rules. You only need 51 votes to do that. And it's been done before. They did it, for example, with judicial appointments. You now only need a simple majority of the Senate, 51 votes, not 60, to confirm a presidential judicial appointment. So if all the Democrats stick together, along with the two independents and Vice President Harris to break the tie, the Senate can change the rule so that only 51 votes are needed for bills that promote democracy, such as the For the People Act. And the Dems have those votes. That is, if Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia doesn't jump ship. You see, he's made it clear that even though he's for everyone voting, it's more important to him that we have bipartisanship, that we reach across the aisle. And so he will only vote to pass these bills that get support of both parties. Well, that's ridiculous on its face. By his view, our government would always be run by the minority because they could always block the will of the majority by simply not giving them any votes that would put them up to 60. No wonder we have a do-nothing Senate. Also, bipartisanship is nice. I'm for kumbaya as much as anybody, but it is not a good in itself. Not everything is worthy of compromise. Sure, if you assume everyone has the same ultimate goal, then it is worth seeking a middle ground, hands across the aisle, for achieving this common goal. Half a loaf better than none, insert your own cliche here. But do not be fooled. We don't all have a common goal. If the other side isn't committed to democracy, which it isn't, what's the compromise? Are you willing to sacrifice this most basic pillar of American democracy, the vote, the power of the people to be governed only by consent of the governed? If you are willing to sacrifice all this upon the altar of bipartisanship, that is to protect American democracy itself only if both sides want it, then how can you justify your place in the seat of government to lead a country whose basic principle you won't even fight for. I'm not just picking on you, Joe Manchin, but you're putting yourself out there to be the deciding vote. You asked for it. You represent the state of West Virginia, a state whose traditions and cemeteries 
are littered with gravestones of those who were willing to risk their lives for American democracy. Are you not willing to even risk your reelection so as to not disappoint the Republican base of your state? To borrow from the Broadway musical, Damn Yankees, say it ain't so, Joe. Yeah, good one, Jerry. Thank yeah. you. Right, nice. thank you, Jerry. Amen. Oh, you're so, welcome. Oh, it's always so nice to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think Joe likes it. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so with us said. tonight, we've got Casey Campbell back with us later on this evening. Woo! What's going on, Casey? Yeah, hey, Casey, good to be back. What's the good word, my friend? Oh, just keeping busy out there. Uh, yep. Yep, hitting the road uh, now a little bit more and playing some shows and still working a lot and cool, that's cool. about it that's the word excellent well Good we've got a little on the show a little bit yeah yeah it is nice to to see your shining face again <laughs> still virtually but we'll get there Indeed. so we're um we're switching things up a little bit here i've been talking to our audience members about letting us know what they think going online giving us some five-star reviews and what we are now asking of our listening public, whom we love, go online and chat with us live. So if you log on to Facebook Live, um, you can leave comments. And our fantastic producer, David, how you doing, David? Good. How are you guys? Doing hey, good. David, David is going to, as Gene refers to, rip and reads. We're going to be doing some of these from Facebook, but a virtual rip and read. So we can look forward. Do we have any yet, Gene? Or are we going to, is this something that's moving forward for us? Well, uh, <clears throat> you're inviting people for the first time. So we may, though, in the next five or 10 minutes, have comments. And by the way, just to add to what Megan's saying, it could be a serious comment about Jerry's thought of the week. Because that's the time of this show, and it's really the heart of the show, to be honest, where uh, yep. Jerry uses his skills and his deep political background to comment on something. So it might be a comment or a question about that. It could be something serious, or you can goof around with us. So David is going to be watching for those, as Megan says. He'll interrupt us and share those. I do have, Megan, uh, something, and maybe you because I I often think you are the person on this podcast who has some brains, who has, who has judgment. <laughs> <clears throat> and I want... Hey, hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey. Well, here's the yeah, thing, we, Jerry. We know you're there, Jerry. He was aware. <laughs> hey, Jerry, here's the thing. Yeah, what? You, what? you have criticized me, and at times it's been public, about something that... <laughs> I admit that I do. We both know we've been friends. We are best friends and have been for many years, going back to probably around 1970. And our wives are best friends. And this involves you and your lovely wife, Mickey, who came over. I gave a very gracious invitation to you and Mickey to come over to my home. You did. And I, every time we go out and we go into a nice restaurant, and you've noted this, and you've spoken to this publicly. When it comes time, when the waiter or the waitress comes with a check, I'm like, "Oh, I, I got a phone call," and, and you know, and even if my phone didn't ring, and I you? and I go out onto the sidewalk and I fake phone talk, or I oh, I have to go to the bathroom, you know, I got I, I got to take a whiz or something. Talk. Yeah. So I died. remember the time. Remember the time you opened your wallet and the moth came out. I remember that, Jerry. I remember. It. <clears throat> 
So here's the thing. <laughs> you came and and you tell me if this isn't true. You came to my home and Megan, I want you to judge this. No, my I'm judging wife, things, Jane. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. My wife fixed on night one, Megan. Megan, this was Friday night. On Friday night, Jerry and Mickey came over. We sat out on our balcony and had a sun-setting dinner in which my wife fixed what she calls, I think, uh, pan pasta, an Italian dish. My mom came from Italy. I'm very Italian. It had penne pasta. Yeah. Admittedly, it was that one from Kroger, which is kind of the knockoff brand, but penne pasta, ground turkey. We had coffee. We had wine. We had creamer in the coffee. We had pepper. It was delicious. 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 And I told them, well, we did, Casey, and, and cheese. We just like, we laid it out, man. We put on the feed bag, and I tallied up, and this is not BS because it's written down. I tallied what that cost my family. <laughs> that dinner for four with the wine, it was box wine, Megan, I admit, but it, with the wine. And the coffee Meg, creamer. And the coffee creamer, Megan. Yeah. Megan, this total bill, can you see this, Megan, so you know this is legit, was <laughs> hey, so Megan. Hey, then you know it's legit. It's that yeah. Then pen, you know it's it, you know it's real. Yeah, Megan. It's in a pen. What you got, Gene? <laughs> the total bill was six hundred and forty-nine dollars <laughs> and twenty-three cents for that dinner. Now, on the on the Kroger hey. Pen A, huh? How many yeah. boxes? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. last time hey. I checked, those were ten for ten, yo. So. <laughs> Hey, Megan, and this is literally true. Yeah. You're going to think this is a joke when I say this, but that's yeah. only the half of it, Megan, because the next night, and Mickey had to travel to visit some family in the region. I brought Jerry back for another lovely dinner, another sunset dinner out on our balcony and all my brother and my sister-in-law. And then I went to, and you have eaten at this place, Megan, and Casey, you may have too, because we went here before the special show after no paul stuckey was in town for the music for life music mm -hmm. to life foundation amera asia in covington kentucky and oh. i bought food from there for the second dinner the next night saturday night and that was 672 dollars hey jerry night. Well, let me tell Larry, the part real that he's quick. leaving out. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, Jerry. Um, how much would you say a plane ticket to Cuba was? Okay, um, Megan. Megan, <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan. We're not the Megan. I'm just, Megan, I mean, you yeah. can guesstimate. Yeah. Well, good point. Well, I happen to have the receipt here. <laughs> can you read the number? Now that, now that receipt, okay. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that receipt. <laughs> Seven thousand three hundred forty-six dollars. <laughs> but okay. Well, here's so Jean, the part. Tell the us story. about the $1. fifty that Gene or that Jerry owes you. Please continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Gene didn't tell the whole story. First of all, to his credit, no, not to his credit, to Bonnie's credit, yes. the meal was delicious. The second night, the wonderful restaurant that he went to. What he doesn't tell you is that when I showed up, he was coming in the front door. And in that bag, which he had picked up the order, it was leaking. Oh, my God. 
and the whole thing spilled in that bag. It was slush. <laughs> and we walked in there. He says, oh, what am I going to do? It yeah. was, he was worried because, you know, Bonnie's wrath, you don't want to face. Oh, Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie fixed the home. I mean, their home is beautiful. It and is. everything was laid out. It was just beautiful. And here comes Gene, who had one responsibility. Pick up the food. And he spilled it. Hey, Bonnie. Oh, and you wanted 600 for that? I had six $100 bills in my pocket. But I decided to keep them right there after I saw what you had done to this movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay, we're we're going to take this back over to Casey now, Gene. You've been relieved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk okay. to Casey. I'm making see, an executive call on quick. this one. Yeah, I just have to say real quick, I could see the back of Gene's receipt there. And I'm pretty sure that was a CVS receipt. I'm CVS. pretty sure that was a yeah. CVS. Something about yeah. hemorrhoid uh, cream. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Eye drops. Yeah, eye drops. Eye drops. Tough acting, ten acting. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Casey, what's going on in your world? What do you have for us tonight, man? Well, I've got a couple new tunes to share with you all. Um, yeah, I've got some new songs from uh, The Price of Hustle. Nice. This is actually from nice. a, yeah, this is actually from um, a live stream that we did for the Laurel County Library down in Laurel County, Kentucky. And uh, it, it aired uh, just a few weeks ago, but it's on YouTube. The, the entire show is. And so I've had Dave pick a couple tunes out of uh, that set. And these nice. are uh, unreleased songs that are going to be on our upcoming album that we're uh, going to be working on this summer. And so just uh, we've been playing them out live since the pandemic has ended here and just thought we would go ahead and get them out uh, to the listening audience here at the podcast. Very, very cool. Thank you. So this is Casey Campbell. Yep. This song is called Heathens, uh, written by our bass player, Bill Balduck. Buffalo Ops and the Price Hill Hustle. I want deep, red angle. There's a rumor going round A band has come to town They don't put Jesus In any of their songs Well, I'm going there tonight I'm gonna set them sinners right I'm gonna tell them They've been living wrong Sit down you heathen Sit down you heathen Sit down you heathen I said I want to see this band I jumped into my car Race down to the bar where the place was crawling with the most unseemly kind. Oh, and they're all talking loud. So I pushed through the crowd up to the dance floor where them sinners done lost their minds. Sit down, you heathens. Sit down, you heathens. Oh, sit down, you heathens. I said, I want to see this band. Tears they done kept me where I'm put, but I bet my 
Casey Campbell along with Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill okay. Hustle. So did, so did you guys find as you came back together after 2020, um, had anything as far as your process changed or did you have any new types of energy you felt flowing into any of that? It sounded, it sounded very similar to what you've been doing, mm -hmm. but I was just wondering from the creative side, if it was any different. Um, I think, I think so. I think it is a little different. Um, which that may just be me like personally having taken a break from the band and just, you know, kind of delving back into some other kinds of music listening wise and things like that. Um, so I've, I've, sure. I, I know that I personally am kind of coming at it a little differently. Um, I think we all kind of came with a pretty revitalized sort of energy with, w into these first few shows. Yeah. Like we still we're, we're kind of having these nerves, you know, sitting in that uh maybe we had just started getting used to a lot more you know there's always that jitter before you perform but uh it especially uh for the last for the first month here you know has just really been prevalent yeah uh which makes it really fun you know we've had some fun shows i was gonna say that's the exciting yeah, we've had some part fun yeah. shows coming back out for sure some really great audiences and some intimate shows and uh all 
all outdoors uh feeling really safe and you know so as we've gotten back into that we're kind of eliminating some of the tension you know with with these good shows and so that that helps a lot yeah that's awesome well, tell us, I know you've told us before, but tell us again where we can hear more of you and, and the Buffalo Wild uh, Price Hill Hustle. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all the all the usuals. If you type in Price Hill Hustle, you'll find it. Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. And then Casey Campbell in uh, the same spots, Musical.ly, Spotify, iTunes, all the usual spots, and uh, Casey-Campbell.com for the website. So. Cool. And while you're checking him out, do us a favor and swing on by the Jerry Springer podcast and check us out. Give us a fee- give us some feedback. Like we said earlier in the show, if you're lucky enough and you catch us while we are reading live, we will m- possibly mention your comment on air. Um, I'm sure Gene may share an opinion or two. Um, sure. We may even leave room for Jerry to talk in an episode <laughs> here or there. So, <laughs> so check us out. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so this evening, we're going to close out tonight with Casey and Jerry singing Down by the Riverside. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you next time. Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load. Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside.